Look up, Barry. Barry. Barry, listen to me. Calm down. I got a daughter. Her name is Elsie. She's eight years old. She wouldn't be here if you hadn't saved my life. I know evil, Barry. And you're not evil. But this has to stop. All of it's got to stop. You hear me? And we are back, back again, back all the way, <laughs> back all the way with another episode of the Popcorn for Dinner podcast and I'm joined by my good friend Jerry. Hi guys. And today we'll be talking about Sorry, one of HBO's best pieces of production in years, talking about the season finale, talking about the season in general, looking forward, Bill Hader everything dark comedy cinematography everything we're going to be talking about it here and um yeah so you guys should uh should uh hop on and join us for the ride but um before everything just uh please rate review and um, subscribe to everything that we're doing we've got a youtube channel up so you can see all of our uh, um pleasant faces i guess i'll say you know keep it like that you know we've got a spotify link so give us um you know, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Apple Music, Stitcher, what everywhere. You know, drop us a comment. You know, send us your hate. Slide into our DMs and give us some questions as well. <laughs> and if you've got any thoughts on like anything that you're watching, just let us know. And yeah, we we really appreciate like you guys' feedback because we're definitely obviously trying to get better up this podcasting thing. And uh, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, and reach out to us if you have any thoughts on anything you're watching, TV, movie, reality TV show-wise, anything. So, yeah, come through, guys, come through. But that being said, let's talk about Barry. Yeah. So I think this is actually your first Barry um, episode so far on the Popcorn for Dinner podcast, isn't it? Yeah. It is one of my favorite shows, like, of all time, to be fair. So, like, I'm really excited to be talking about it. So let's start with like, let's start from the top then. Why do you, why do you like Barry? I think it's an incredible show. I, I, I think the mm-hmm. first time we were on an episode together, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but you asked me about which dark comedies I like. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I remember mentioning Rami. I probably mentioned Barry because I don't know. Barry with this particular show, this is like the, like, I feel like this is the best example of what you mean when you actually say dark comedy like a show that actually perfectly blends the elements of this mm-hmm. probably scary story under a different context and still gives you a few laughs and it's just very yeah. nice to watch yeah. it's nice to look at but ultimately it's a really good story it's a really mm-hmm. gripping and thrilling ride 
watching season by season and each episode is just perfect and length. like i've just always felt 30 that. good minutes perfect. man just 30 good minutes of elite television is just exactly what i need man you, you know before you know it, the episode is over you're like oh shit i actually need you know 15 20 minutes more of this please you realize that's you what i even mean sometimes i feel like i don't really need more like i feel right. like i've com- trimmed I've, all the fats basically like they just covered the right length for that for that story at least mm-hmm. and then we move on to the next episode and pick up where they left off but again that might just be because I had to finish this season over the last couple of days. So <laughs> it might be this. Listen, listen, listen. I don't want to let the secret out, but I think I was sort of waiting for it to accumulate a little bit more. Um, so I wasn't like doing it week in, week out, right? So I think I waited like three weeks and so I just like watched all three. Yeah. Back to back to back, then this week's as well. So yeah, that's good. Like all fresh six, seven, now, eight yeah. really kind of flow into each other perfectly. And yeah. I, I watched six, seven, eight today and last night as well. And it's, I, I mean, blaming Netflix for like the whole binging culture and everything like that. But I think for me, it's sort of like HBO. I just, there's some things you just sort of trust. Like this is on HBO. You just know that you're going to get some elite quality television. And, you know, these time, you know, these days, time is precious, man. You don't want to be wasting your time on anything that you wouldn't, you don't feel it's worth it and everything. And you know that most productions by HBO, you know what you're getting out of it. Well, you don't know what you're getting out of it, but you sort of, get rewarded eventually because you feel like this these guys these writers these directors these actors are really putting in the shift and really putting in the graft to give us something worthy of our attention absolutely there's a certain level of trust you just get and yeah. i think that's part of also the initial appeal to barry when someone first recommended it to me it was okay it told me a show about a depressed hitman who mm-hmm. decides to change his life by taking on acting classes yeah and yeah. it's and it's starring Bill Hader, who before then I had only ever seen as like just purely comedic. And I was like, okay, fine, it's, it's a dark comedy, so it's still going to be comedic. That makes sense. But like as time goes on, you, you just get more and more impressed by his work, both in front of and behind the camera. And it's like, mm-hmm. this, this is truly an incredible show. And it's and a lot to do with Are him. you a big SNL guy? Saturday Night Live? Not guy. that much. I'm familiar mm-hmm. with it, but like I didn't watch it religiously. Yeah, because he was from, I think he was from SNL. Yeah. He was literally like the SNL guy. Exactly. Because I think now it was him and, um, you know, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. From Keenan and Kel. I think you, you definitely recognize his face. Yeah. Those are like two, like, see them as the SNL guys. And I think he's fully made that transition. Because he's also done a couple of other movies, like, I think Superbad. He did Superbad. He did a couple of um, um, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen movies, those sort of comedy. Mm. Yeah, so that's where you'd stuff, expect yeah. to see him. But like- Exactly. And now he's just, uh, I mean, what the fuck? Where did this come from? And then you find out it's on HBO and you're like, there must be something about it. So you give the first few episodes a go and you're like, okay, this is good. Mm-hmm. And you keep going and it just keeps getting better every season. It's like, wow. And it's just like filling out, just giving more layers and showing new dimensions to these characters that we sort of grown. Because initially I was sort of like, especially the Sally character, I was a bit like, I mean, Surely there has to be a bit more to this character, but now three seasons, three seasons after, you're like, holy shit, this is like a completely different person from who I actually met initially. Yeah, um, we're talking about like them chewing all the fats, right? You know, what I'm also a big fan of. You know, like these days, like certain TV shows where they only have like ten, fifteen second theme song, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> so I think um, Better Call Saul does it, Barry does it, obviously Breaking Bad did it as well. I just love 
love love that and i get like some shows like game of thrones i think the wire as well some people actually used to watch mad men to watch the um intros yeah i mean game of thrones literally showed you like a what was going to happen or the locations of the forthcoming episode. I think the wire did some interesting things about changing the theme song in each season. But this one is just, you know, 10, 15 seconds, stops and we're onto the episode. Just no faffing about, cuts all the fat out. Let's get straight into the storytelling. I've noticed it kind of allows it. It works very well with this format because, like yeah, shows, yeah, yeah. like with like Insecure shows, like Fleabag that do it as well. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. perfect for them. They introduce you to the episode, comes in, and then now let's um, let's yeah, actually get yeah. into the juice of it. Um, do you actually root? Are you rooting for Barry? I don't think so anymore. Mm. It's weird. Like this season does like one major theme that I found with this season is asking you the question like where is that line or try and make that reconciliation between redemption and forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. Redemption slash forgiveness Mm -hmm. and justice and punishment. Yes. Or consequences. Yes. yes. So like, it's very much the kind of thing when this season started, I was very scared of Barry um, because he just looked like he was losing it the entire way through. Mm -hmm. And he just kept getting worse. He was getting violent with everyone. Um, I completely understood, you know, um, what's her name again? Sally's um, co-star being very afraid. Like I completely yeah, understood yeah, yeah. that even when he's suggesting things to help Sally, the kinds of things he's suggesting, you're like, Barry, what are you doing? What are you, what are you saying yeah, right exactly. now? Exactly. It's very hard to root for someone. I, I mean, on one hand, you root for him in terms of wanting him to be a better person because from day, from episode one, you can see that ba- Barry is clearly trying to be or trying to feel like he's a good human being, although he genuinely believes he's a terrible person. He just wants to change his life. Mm-hmm. So you root for him in that sense. But like, ultimately, you do have to question some of the things that he does. And I think we can probably get into some of that like as time goes on. Pretty mental disguise. I mean, I think, obviously, he's like the main character. And what creatives, directors, writers try to do is automatically rooting for the first person you see on the screen. That's just how it is, naturally. And I mean... I saw watching, you know, Barry and episodes and I was just thinking, I'm not, this guy's a pretty terrible guy, you know, <laughs> like this guy is a serial, he's all, literally like a serial killer who has massive mental problems and he treats his girlfriend like shit and who tries to, he's trying to fix, like remember at the start of the season when, mm-hmm. um, Gene Cuisineau was completely traumatized and Barry was literally trying to force yeah. his way into forgiveness by setting him up with, um, gigs and didn't really understand like how just ruined this guy, this guy's life now, and literally killed this cop, <laughs> which is just completely batshit insane, man. And I definitely agree with your point on how this season is definitely asking the question of where's that line between redemption and justice, yeah, and how he's trying to reconcile with himself that you see an awful person, um, and you know, all his sort of past actions coming back to coming back to him now. And there was that whole oh, scene, I love that. There was that scene in the sort of visualizing that scene in the beach where he was stood around like all those people that he had killed. And I just like, man, this guy is not a very good person. You want to go out for like, you know, go to the pub with this guy because he's just completely batshit insane. What do you think about that that whole like scene in general and just like Barry losing his shit in this season 
the beach scene at first I was yeah like I pretty much figured okay these look like Barry's victims mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on here he's hallucinating or yeah. dreaming or something um, and then there's the part where you see Jean and Sally as part of them and you're like okay what's going on here mm-hmm. um, but I remember yeah like that and what was going on in real life at the same time like seeing that um seeing Barry come to terms with the fact that like he's probably going to hell for all these people he's yeah, killed. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the same time someone is out there considering revenge against him. That w- from a filmmaking perspective it was perfect. Mm-hmm. But in general, like I don't really know what else I felt about it. Mm. I I mean you brought up the filmmaking. I think the thing about the filmmaking in Barry is it's really simple. It's not cut 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 it's really few cuts so i was listening to a podcast with bill hader and he was talking about this movie called no country for old men directed by the coen brothers 2007 or eight one of them and the movie is it's been like renowned now because it's got no theme no score no theme song no few cuts it just shows you what it is and even like with the car honks on the streets with like you know, somebody tearing up a rapper, it shows you the natural, just all these like natural sounds that you'd be like, oh shit, this is really, it's like I'm in this room right now. And he's definitely borrowed elements of that into the filmmaking here. I think, I mean, there's this like scene that everyone is talking about. I might have been the episode of the episode before, episode six or seven, where he was like dry, um, riding the bike, escaping the, the biker gang. Episode six. And it was sort of, yeah, episode six. And it was just sort of going through the cars and it, the camera was sort of just on him and it sort of panned away and it, it's just this I don't is even, what i mean i wanted to know who directed that episode i wanted to know who directed six seven i know he directed eight mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i like i didn't i didn't check on time to like just look at i could, I could probably google it now but like i'm lazy <laughs> but um yeah no like i loved because i think it's the last 10 15 minutes of episode six where the motocross gang is chasing him for yeah. starters I have my one big problem whenever I have like a gang of henchmen shooting at a main character and it's just like, guys, it's one person. <laughs> you cannot be that bad. But like, I do think the way it was approached was really good. Um, you, you talked about the camera following him from behind as well. So you get like a sense of how, just how quickly he's trying to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that like, this is a, this is an actual mess. This guy has a gang of people chasing him with guns and he's on a motorbike driving in a straight line through mm-hmm. traffic. At this point, you're thinking there's no way he survives this, but they're actually able to take you step by step on how each member of that gang essentially meets their own doom. Exactly. And it's just, it's so crazy. And he's just like, because for most of the season, he's low-key been un- unknowingly escaping death. Like, all these characters who want revenge on him have been, like, showing up at his doorstep. And he's completely unaware, but something just happens. And this this is probably one of the times that, for the first time, you actually feel like, okay, Barry might actually get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I like that. Thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure. It might have been this episode or the episode before where those, that family of the guy that he killed, I can't remember his name, but it was the lady uh, and his and her son who were waiting for him mm-hmm. in the car. Then I think they were talking, talking. Then she just shot him <laughs> in the chest. And he was like, he was like, where did that gunshot come from? Then he's like, oh shit, mommy just shot me. Then he had to like leave. It was like a botched assassination attempt on Barry. And that was just, that was like, it was like from pop, was like pop fiction, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. When he shot this guy's face in the car. I did like the recurring theme of revenge throughout the season mm-hmm. and how like, 
it did feel you know that story that the woman in where you know where Fuchs was? I think he was in Chechnya at the start. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. So that woman taking her into the story good, about revenge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I liked how that was kind of reflected through the entire season. Like every single character that kind of chose to chase revenge with Barry. Like when Fuchs came and offered them the choice, every single character that tra- that chased revenge, and not just those on people, I think it, I think it affected other characters as well in the on the show. But every single one of them met some kind of nasty end somehow <laughs> for some reason. Like this, this woman shot her own son. Yeah. Um, Ryan's dad killed himself, and he didn't even want revenge. Like that was just him taking his way out. Um, yeah. Uh, um. What uh, Chris's wife botched her poisoning <laughs> thing somehow. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what happened there. I literally, I thought he was going to die there because he was convulsed and everything. That's another thing. So like, I was a bit like, why is Barry? Because Barry, to be fair, we, we know that he's really good at what he does. Yeah. But this show has kind of established Barry as not just good as what well. He's almost unkillable. Barry literally walked into a Boliv- the Bolivian stash house wasn't I think there was the one time he walked in with Tanner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and two of them killed pretty much everyone there on their own. There's the massacre with the Burmese gangs and mm-hmm. like when he's chasing out with and he does all that with like with, with a fucking handgun or a pistol or something. And it's like, why is he so, for lack of a better term, OP? Mm-hmm. And it's like every single time Barry comes close to a threat, you just kind of know that like nothing will happen to well, him. Look at the people who are trying to exactly that's what you used to frustrate me on so like clock like no these are all amateurs of course they're going to shoot themselves a moron on this show that's the thing <laughs> everyone is just dumb <laughs> and it's and it's and where the comedy comes from, the comedy comes I, from I, yeah. I love watching the Chechnyans like just mess about and be stupid <laughs> they're so they're so fun Let's let's talk about let's talk about Noho Hank we'll, we'll get back to Barry especially that final scene in in a, in a, in a bit I felt like Anthony Carrigan, who's just brilliant. I think he's my favorite character Same. on the show. He sort of takes a step back this season, doesn't he? Yeah, his story is very much focused around the whole crystal ball, which again is still kind of consequences of everyone's actions from season one and two <sighs> yeah. coming to fruition. But it's, it's focused there, which makes sense because with Barry framing the Chechnyans, mm-hmm. you can understand them not really having a like a close relationship at mm-hmm, this point. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. when Barry first comes to note to Hank looking for something, he's like, Hank is like, why are you coming to me? Like, I should hate you right now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like that, that we, we understand from that scene that that relationship is kind of severed. It's kind of like, which is weird because I, I guess in a sense, Barry kind of always wanted to be done with that relationship. Yeah. And then they're like, done with him first. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then, Hank going off doing his own thing calls Barry when he needs Barry because he realizes, okay, actually I need Barry's skills to take down the Bolivians again. Mm-hmm. I need Barry's skills to protect me again. So he brings Barry along just for that. But that relationship is still kind of very sour based on season two, I think. I want more Barry and Hank scenes. Yeah, same. Going forward, please. I love them together. It's- There's that scene... I'm so sorry to cut you like that. There was no, that scene at the start of episode one in season two. I, st- mm-hmm. I remember, was it? Yeah, I remember. It's the scene where um, uh, Hank tells Barry he's not a good person. Like, Barry's here <laughs> like, pouring no. his heart out <laughs> about how he wants to be a good yeah, person. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, no. Yeah. He's, very, he's just. <laughs> I love them together. Like, he, he just brings this beautiful energy to the show. Yeah, and you, you so, this, like, this is someone you genuinely root for. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you can see like he's definitely trying to like doing everything in his power in this season, especially to like he has his connection with Chris Blair and everything, but like his bosses, bosses from both sides are, you know, sort of wondering what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be in war, but the sort of bosses of both sides are having, you know, relationships <laughs> with each other, which is just <laughs> extremely insane. And I mean, it sort of wraps up um this season sort of wraps up with um Christabel lobotomized. Like Yeah, I'm very worried about what's <laughs> yeah. going on there. I'm so worried um, about what's what's going on there because I mean Hank ends up in Bolivia in a Bolivian prison and he sort of befriends his neighboring cellmates and the cellmates got eaten up by a tiger. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, this is part of where this is where um we'll probably talk about the cinematography again i don't know the, so this is, sorry, i don't sound, have all these yeah, technical we, terms sound we, editing we, everything sound editing and the sound design and everything yeah, yeah. that we, yeah we'll get into all that i actually didn't know if it was because basically i wasn't sure i i thought it was like a lion or something but i've been seeing it in reviews everyone says tigers the tigers in my head now but that's one of my favorite scenes like that entire whole thing. i think uh, Akmal and and Yanda, they're mm-hmm. from they're they're Chechnyans as well. They're his um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows them. He's like talking to them through. He's still confused. He's not. He he knows his Chechnyans are not that good. So he's just. Yeah. What, what do you mean you're going to break out and save me? <laughs> and then his confusion quickly goes to fear and like actual like this is someone who's actually yeah. I don't think Let's talk about the sound design because that was really disturbing with like the tiger just tearing up skin. You can literally hear. Then I think there was that part of um, ha- um, where Hank was, you know, he had his like, he was chained to a, was it chained to like a, chained to something. Yeah, you the see, like, radiator. The radiator, yeah, there we go, yeah. And he was, you see like him just using all his brute strength and forced to break out of this bullshit, man. Because, I mean, who wants to get eaten up by a tiger, man? That's not, you know, how you want to spend your, you know, your evening <laughs> being mm. torn pieces to pieces by a fucking tiger. And, and that's perhaps like, that's one of the, he didn't have that many scenes this season, at least no. not yet. But in that scene, he reminds you just how great an actor he is. Because so good, man. You have a lot of the sound of the tiger killing people in the other room, but mm. that's enough to make you feel like, oh, this is very gnarly. This is gruesome and everything. It's serious shit right now. But you need to feel the fear as well. And all of that comes from his face as well. Yeah. Comes from watching his face. He does so much with his face. Like I'm just, I was just in awe watching him. Like he, like I felt the same fear he was feeling, like feeling like the tiger was coming for him next. He he can't see it. He sees that the wall is breaking. He's trying his best. Cause like, he knows like if that thing comes through, he's dead. And why am I trying to pull hand, pull my hands through handcuffs through a radiator? Why am I Mm -hmm. trying? That's not, that shouldn't be possible. But like at this point he's so driven by yeah, and I guess adrenaline is like yeah, I just, everything. Yeah, that was that was really some that was really really, um, really really good um sort of filmmaking overall. And there was like the whole um, Chris was it Christopher and his wife and the male stripper, and they were doing some. <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> so I mean, unfortunately, like yeah, that was quite dark. Is like, that lobotomy or is it that looked like else? conversion therapy? Because they're like, you know, he's dancing in front of like a guy, like a guy's dancing in front of him, and then they're shocking mm-hmm. him. Like it, it's just electrical. Conver- that, that was really dark, and that's why I'm kind of really worried as to where they go from there. Because on one hand, there's kind of like the slightly happy hug where, um, mm-hmm. like Christopher is still able to recognize that this is Hank. He's able to say Hank, like 
yeah, Hank, and he gets a hug and all of that. And but still, in that moment, he's obvi- obviously just been shocked for God knows how long. He's yeah, it looks himself. like he's like catatonic now, and it's like if he can't respond to Hank, then Hank will probably have to, I mean, leave him and stuff. And go back but at the same his. time, maybe we shouldn't read too much because, like, like ultimately, he was just tortured, so it makes sense that he would be in that state. It might not be a permanent state at the same time. Right, okay. It could just be that this is where they've now gotten to in their story because I, I do feel like just reading some reviews, obviously, there is there was some worry going into episode eight that Hank might die in episode eight. So like maybe Hank is actually like being written off the show. (laughs) This might be them waving into the sunset. They now both their gangs are pretty much done at this Mm -hmm. point. Cause I don't actually know any more living members other than the people that like the, the big guns in Chechnya. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Both their gangs are pretty much done at this point. It's just both of them. Now they don't have to worry about Elena or any uncles or dads or anything. Yeah. So like, Technically, it's a good place to end their story. Although I would like to see more Hank, I would like to see Hank come back Obviously to LA, to and uh, but it just depends on again what happens with Barry, which is really interesting. Yeah, and it's like, do we talk about Quizner now? Well, I, I wanted to because we brought up the sound editor. I just wanted to go yeah. back to more examples of the directing and cinematography yeah. in this season that I really loved. So, like, we talked about the Tiger thing because, like. You don't actually, you don't see any of this violence, mm-hmm. but you hear it and you genuinely believe from Hank's face and from the sounds you're hearing that it is like, this is the most gruesome thing you've ever seen. Yeah. It's, I've, it's one of those things where I, I don't think I need to see that. And I think hearing it was just. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad we didn't see it. I feel like in some ways, if we saw that much, like it'd feel like watching Spartacus when you see like a lot of blood and slices and stuff to yeah, some yeah, point, yeah. it becomes sports. <laughs> but you needed to feel fear, not kind of entertainment no, at this point. Which is exactly how I felt. It's something you brought up earlier when you were talking about, like, I, I find it interesting that Bill Hader mentioned this because I haven't, I, I haven't listened to that podcast or anything, mm-hmm. but like he talked about the power of sound in film. And that's something that I've been noticing. Um, how less is more. More, yeah. more. Yeah. Even mm. whether it's less or whether it, like whatever it is, just, just how powerful it can be, like picking the right sounds for mm. the moment for the for the viewer like for example um in how to get away with murder a couple like a year in their final season there's a scene where um they use like viola davis's character is trying to emphasize a point and so she says she stands in a spot silent for a few minutes to emphasize a point and truly mm-hmm. you feel what she's trying to say or like or with mr robot in their final season one of my favorite episodes of all time there's only two lines of dialogue the entire episode but really? it's so intense like Obviously, they talk in the episode, but through yeah. text and stuff, it's just because they have to be quiet while they're doing this mission. Yeah. The entire episode is like their own, like it, it, it's one of my favorite episodes ever. Mr. Robot, I really, I really, really, and really it's need to completely that. silent. I really need to finish that. Yeah. Yet you're still, th- these filmmakers are able, are still able to, th- you still feel just how tense the situation is. Yeah. It's the same thing with Sally. She's beating up this guy with a bat. It's supposed to be gruesome. She's beating him up with a, a bat. We cannot see any of it. Mm-hmm. We cannot hear any of it. Yeah. yeah. But we and just know that this is it's really ridiculous. I mean, was there like some blood splattering on the wall? Exactly. Like so we're seeing, we're just seeing her with a bat going up and down. We're seeing small blood on her face. We're just, Jesus Christ. Let's talk about, let's talk about Sally. Look, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I did this. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, listen. Listen. 
I did this. Okay? I did this. I did this. Who did this? I did this. No, I did this. I did this. Look at me! Look at me! I did this. Say, Barry did this. Barry did this. Say it again. Barry did this. Barry did this. Barry did this. Say it again. Barry did this. That's it. Okay, you're gonna go home. You're gonna go home. You were never here. I think Sarah Goldberg literally. I think she's. I think she she bagged the Emmy. This season, this past yeah. Co- yeah, this Maybe. past couple. Well, of I don't know about bagged the Emmy just because there's been like great performances everywhere. Good actresses, but she 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 put the work in, man. This couple of episodes. I mean, she went through. Wow. Let me just let me just read you my notes. Dumps Barry gets her plot <laughs> greenlit and show made. Nineteen to Rotten Tomatoes. Everything's in the up. Then bang. The algorithm comes for her. That was <laughs> the algorithm comes for us all, man. Can't you, you really her, can't escape it? Her break the show. Her breakdown from that point. That was completely insane. That was just incredible. Great acting. Great, mm-hmm. great acting. It's pretty peak, man. That is just I mean, you're confiding your friend about everything. Then you realize she's going behind your back and she's getting her show greenlit. And she's taking all your shine and all your thunder and everything. So, yeah, that's another thing. So, I don't know if I should spend too much time thinking about this. I didn't buy the algorithm as the reason to cancel the show. Really? Like, not just like, not in the sense of like, like. So this is the thing. Obviously, for some, I I I usually hate when we have these um man versus machine stories, especially for someone who studied and to some extent worked in the AI for a bit. It's like, I don't like listening to this. Well, but, I mean, apparently, but, have you not seen the news? Like, apparently, Google's AI actually has feelings. <laughs> but the, anyway. This is my point. Like, <laughs> sure, like, either, either, because this might just be like, obviously, this is an extreme situation, like, trying to, like, highlight at a point where executives are not actually paying attention to the shows that they're, like promoting or canceling and it's all about like the bottom line right um but obviously 12 hours on from the show airing it's already cancelled mm-hmm. and it has 98 percent on rot- it it sounds a bit like that's a bit too much like people that was a funny like, that was a funny commentary on how like all these um sh- really good shows right mm-hmm. they even last up to like half a season because it just doesn't gain enough traction yeah exactly because- people aren't looking for it because the algorithm isn't recommending it and stuff. Exactly. And I mean, it's so funny with like the commentary on Netflix these days and how around these times, like the whole stock falling all the way down because it just keeps on producing shitty content and not really good content. And I thought that was really interesting commentary right there, Barry. Yeah, of course. yeah, it was. So that's the thing I, I was trying to pick up on. Was the show doing that? I mean, obviously they were. But like, I think at the time I wanted to see that there was some other nefarious, like something was going on. Like, you remember when she was giving a speech and she paused for too long because she was just so full of emotion mm-hmm. and the exec just kind of looked weird. I thought maybe some, maybe there was another story there. Right, right. And then when we saw Natalie um, kind of like hijacking her story, essentially just recreating it on, I guess, more network friendly, um, in a more network friendly version. Like mm-hmm. I thought, okay, maybe she felt like actually she was being snaked. Like maybe the network already knew they were going to go in Natalie's show, and right. they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna like." Can't. But obviously, at some point, you realize, no, 
No, because that's one of the best things about the filmmaking here. They don't actually, like you said, it's simple. They don't actually leave you to theorize that much. They will tell you like what they'll they're show telling you, you on screen. They'll show you sure. I love that you said show. Sure. I like, I shouldn't have said to tell. They will show you. Because one thing that I, one thing that as well that I thought I would be frustrated with when I was, that I was alluding to with Barry just kind of escaping was mm-hmm. that poison thing. It's like, okay, but how? They didn't have to tell us, oh yeah, she used cyanide. They didn't have to tell us, oh, I, I'm not saying that she used cyanide. I'm just saying, for mm-hmm. example, like they didn't have to tell us, oh, she used cyanide or something. They didn't have to tell us, oh, she didn't put enough. It's enough for the viewer to see that she's poisoned him. It's enough mm-hmm. for the viewer to see that the poison did not take. It's the same thing with Fuchs. When Fuchs is shot, um, when by the motocross line, I'm thinking there's absolutely no way that after everything Fuchs and Barry have been through, this is how they kill him off. It's not, it's not possible. Nah, it, it, it just, yeah. But so when the motorcycle guy was um, choking Sally as well, that was another, I was just like, oh shit. That actually freaked me out because I was, I think that's probably the one where I thought she might actually be dying. Oh yeah, I did. Because I was expecting, you know, it's a finale. I thought this could be a big, Barry would wake up and see that, especially because he saw her in that beach scene. I thought it was like a forewarning of what could yeah, happen. Plus she has probably, like a, yeah, she's had her ups and everything was just going down and it's just going to, you know, yeah. conclude with like, this guy choking her and stuff. Like. Yeah. I mean, she's sort of turned all the way, hasn't she now? Like, <laughs> yeah, she she's like, pretty much. I, one of the reviews I was reading said something about her mirroring Barry through the season, mm-hmm. sort of. And she has reached that point where, like, where Barry is trying to be less violent. She's not even, she hasn't realized where her rage issues that she's essentially breaking up with Barry from are, like, mm-hmm. very, you know, when they say you kind of take on the characteristics of the person you're with they're very much evident in her i don't think she picked out from barry though and i think we'll probably explore a lot more of that in season four yeah it'd be funny to see how she copes with um i mean she just murdered a guy i think her and love from you i think they'll get along really well <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> uh, no I, I think sally will be dead by now <laughs> i think sally yeah you need to she needs to. She needs yeah, to no, Sa- Sally would be dead by now for sure. Well, I, I mean, think. it shows, I mean, her story concludes with her going back to Joplin, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Perhaps to find her truth. But I feel like, I mean, this, the weight of this murder and every, like how everything just unraveled. I think, I think she'll be looking for, because it sort of left, not like a little, not a cliffhanger, but it sort of left the question of, you know, Sally needs to find some, I think she might be going through some, you know, her own redemption arc next year, next season. You mean redemption in the sense of, uh, like, as in like through the public's eyes of her now? Because that's another thing to, um, to touch on. Because you, you mentioned Barry's forced redemption in mm-hmm. episode one where he tries to, and that was very scary as well. Gene is essentially his prisoner, like through yeah. the, he's, yeah, anyway. But like Sally essentially tries to do the same thing when she realizes Natalie's played her, Natalie's recorded her, this and that. And Lindsay's telling her, don't say anything. Obviously easy commentary yeah, yeah, on yeah, celebrity yeah, yeah. apologies. That's true. That's true. But like, that is her attempt at like trying to, Oh, I'm so sorry. But, you know, a non-apology, but like at mm-hmm. that point, you, it, it's one of those places where the show kind of tells you like the, the path to redemption always has to have some sort of justice with it. Mm-hmm. You can't exactly just skip it. Like 
when people are angry with you, justifiably angry, especially, you can't just because you're sorry or because you can't you just need force to. forgiveness. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it, it just can't work. And it blew up in her face. Essentially things go up, start to get yeah, she worse. Sort of, she saw, sort of, I mean, when her agent dropped her, the camera just panned back to her. You could just see her all alone no one else around her everything that she's worked for so far is just gone and that was just, the last example of filming that i was going to bring up that i really love especially so when you ask me about theater i do like that this show like definitely i don't know how familiar bill Hader is with theater but i know obviously on the set of snl he has a lot of experience with, yeah like, yeah that's basically stage. theater isn't exactly, it like, exactly, yeah, essentially, stage work, yeah, yeah. exactly so like i do like how his experience with stage work and all of that comes to light on the show with the actors because mm-hmm. there's that scene the one you're talking about when she walks backwards into a dark room now it's just it's just literally just talk she's talking to her agent she's feeling what she's feeling she's walking mm-hmm. backwards into a room that the light isn't switched on in that's all yeah but like we look at everything you're telling me that you felt like you're 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 getting the sense that she's alone she's going through, she's at her lowest point that's usually that whole you know the scene where a person in a stage play is broken and yeah, the spotlight yeah, yeah. is on them, but everything else is dark, and dark, like you're yeah. getting this there that their 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 Tony exactly yeah. their Tony monologue at that point. That's their moment, <laughs> and he's able to deliver that without a without a stage. Like he's delivering yeah. it on film, and it's like yeah, how yeah. why are you doing how are you doing this? And all he did was turn off the lights. It's like. They make films it's just so, so simple, isn't it? Yeah, like, they make filmmaking just, seem so simple, but it's so beautiful. Like it was, it, the camera work was great. Like she stood up, she's walking slowly, and it's getting more tense. She's getting angrier, and you feel for her. And then yeah. at some point, she's just isolated, and it does feel like she's this one actress on stage. Like she's back doing her one woman play again, and mm-hmm. people are falling in love with her again. Mm-hmm. But only this time, it's a really dark um, situation where she's now. I I don't even want to say someone that's like had her back because I don't feel like Lindsay's necessarily had her back. I think she is spot on when she says Lindsay wants the relationship with Banshee. You mean when, she like, called her, when, she, when she called yeah, her? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, she's still... Whether or not she's able to recognize it's like what Lindsay's doing, she's still... At that point, this is, I guess, the bad elements of her like bottling up everything because she's tried to really pro- like, project this image of I have worked through a lot of my horrors and I am now a success story. But in reality, we're now starting to understand actually for Sally, a lot of the horrors are really just beginning. That's what I was going to say. Like, cause you think, you think that that shot once, um, Lindsay, the agent leaves, you think like that's her lowest. It's like, nope, she's about to <laughs> go back to Baron. She's about to kill this like motivac. Yeah, she's just going to have to start all over. Like even going back to Missouri, um, it's pretty big for her as well because they make it a big point throughout the season to talk about how technically the story Joplin it's her story but it's not her story like she's lying about her her, her origins essentially in that story mm-hmm. even though she didn't mean to lie particularly it's just it's such a good story the one she told that birthed the show mm-hmm. and she's going on with it she's going on with it and it's like it's it's almost kind of funny from natalie's perspective that like you're so angry with me for stealing your story but it's not even your story and natalie has made that point in the season before when she's like yeah, yeah. who's the little girl and it's like the little girl is me she's like oh 
<laughs> you don't have a dosa. <laughs> What's going on here? So you need to add a, you need to add a bit of spice and seasoning to every stir that you tell, man. That's just how it is to make it a bit more interesting. Yeah, I don't know. All right, the last character is Quizno. Quizno? Yeah. Henry Winkler's character, yeah. And, I mean, his career is booming now, isn't it? Pretty much. And I think it's like, sort of, Barry literally helped him, didn't, um, helped him at the start of the season to sort of get his, because his name was like, dragged through the mud. There was, you know, his association with um, Janice, and he was sort of grieving through Janice Moss's mm-hmm. murder. And just, he was just going through a bad time. And obviously, like, Barry was holding him hostage as well. But like, now his career is booming. Um, and it sort of introduces um, Janice's dad, Jim Moss, into the picture, played by Robert Wisdom from The Wire, Amsterdam. If anyone knows that reference, just you know, drop me a DM. But there was that scene between Jim Moss and Gene Quisner when they were both sat down and he was like, are you trying to protect me? Or do you love Barry? Did, did you love Janice? Then he sort of, obviously, obviously loved Janice, he loved his daughter and everything. And he's now asking, do you love Barry? Why are you trying to protect Barry and everything? So he sort of sussed him out of him that the guy who, um, remember, like, because he took um, Fuchs to the police station. Well, mm-hmm. Fuchs now, apparently he's like the raven now. I don't know how that moniker means. <laughs> oh God, this is part of why I love Hag. Look at what he's created. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And, because they, well, they sort of brought the black story of Jim Moss and how he was like this expert um, mm. interrogator. Interrogator. Let's just put that. it that way. <laughs> and how he did some really fucked up shit while he was captured oh, in Vietnam. That was really. That was wow. <laughs> he was really out of the way with words. I'm glad they didn't leave that as hearsay. Again, they show you. They didn't leave that as just, oh, yeah, I did this in Nam. They mentioned it and then they showed it kind of in action, at least just yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah, it's like, I like when people, directors, that's a good point actually. I like when directors do that. It's sort of, remind me when I watched Wolf of Wall Street with, um, with Leia and there was that scene where he was selling that penny stock and everyone was like coming behind him <laughs> and they were all sort of watching this guy reveling in what he was doing because he sort of realized that oh, this guy's a good trader, this guy's a good trader, but like, sure as high was a good trader and definitely showed. Us then, and you know, showed us now on how this guy had a weird of words, and he was able to suss out how Gene was lying initially. Because remember that bit where he stared at um, stared at his um, forehead, and you could see him like sweating. Yeah, he just knew that this guy was bullshitting. So it sort of sets up really well for that. Sets up the scene really well where they're both sort of like this emotional. Why are you trying to protect Barry? What are you doing this all for now? I think it's you know. Barry deserves, you know, justice. Barry deserves to go into prison for what he did. He literally killed my daughter, the love of your life and everything. So why are you trying to protect him? So I really felt that that was really well done. And that was just one of his like, because this was not, this was quite a darkish episode. Was, darkish is not, no, this was a very dark episode. <laughs> a very dark episode. There were very yes. few laughs in there this episode. Very few laughs in this episode, yes. And 
was the you know the the raid on the Chechen farm that was not this episode that was the one before right that was the one yeah, before was, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that was uh, just <laughs> that was so funny that had that had laughs that it was, was that it had was laughs, yeah, that yeah. had laughs but a tiger eating people is no, not laughs that was not laughs for King Cristobal um you know we can't remember anything that was definitely not laughs as well yeah, so, no yeah seeing like it's one thing to know that a character is going through conversion therapy actually seeing it on screen because that's the one violent thing they did show you in that episode mm-hmm. it was that and it was it, it was it, it was a lot to take like to see like yeah like that was not a darkish episode at all. <laughs> like i think one Isn't of the lightly? yeah it's like this, someone said that this episode feels like they've dropped the comedy, but I don't think so. I think the comedy is still very much there. It's just mm. they knew that for the finale, they kind of had to, like, the, the stakes have kind of been, re- 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 like, Things rising be, I mean, they were dealing with, like, serious themes on, you know, Barry getting mm. his comeuppance, themes of justice, Sally literally murdering somebody, um, Christabel's tiger it's like so i mean you just like mentioning all these like points and it's like where am i supposed to squeeze a comedic moment out of any of <laughs> any of these points so and it definitely sets up for like the final scene because it's so come back to barry it sets up like because barry has um i mean when he's trying to bury the body and he encounters um albert that fbi um guy with a scar on his face and i think from that scene did you feel like albert gave Barry what he had been searching for in terms of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yeah. I think that's the closest Barry has come to forgiveness this season because Mm. what it's not forgiveness really, because Barry read like Albert has nothing to forgive Barry for technically um, other than maybe Chris. Like, I guess, okay, I guess that is something. Yeah. But like the, the show does phrase Chris's thing as more with his wife than Mm. with Albert. Although, like, so I didn't understand the point of Albert at that, like from that scene, because until later on anyway, I don't, I don't really know if you edit this part again recent, <laughs> but like, basically when I, when I thought about him as a character, when he came in and they're like the Raven and he's like, that doesn't make sense. And he mentions Barry by name and saying, I served with Barry. I thought at this point, this guy has looked at the evidence. He's convinced that Barry did the shits. Yeah. And then he's now going out of his way. But then when you see him there and like, you know, he's talked to Fuchs, Fuchs has pretty much confirmed, confirmed to him that, yep, Barry did this. And I know because I was his handler and I gave him the jobs. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to him and obviously he still doesn't have the, the full picture because he's asking how much did they pay you for Chris? Yeah, when in yeah, reality, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Chris was more, he just had to, or did he have to? That's another question. <laughs> Cause that, that's one of those scenes where Barry is a ruthless evil person and you, as a watcher, you understand that he has to for the job that he does, but he's still being a bad person. But it's like, then you just kind of let Barry off. And I think that's where I was seeing my frustration in a bit. It was like, Barry just keeps getting away. And it's like, there's something not satisfying about, even if it's a main character, even if you want to see them do good, mm-hmm. there's just something not satisfying about feeling like they're untouchable. Mm-hmm. And I like that the show made sure to like remind you that he wasn't untouchable, but they were very careful about it. Like through the season, every single person that came close, it's like they came closer each time. The first time it was Gene and then Gene ended up almost dead himself. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was the wife and uh, the, the wife and son of that guy. And mm-hmm. then she shot her own son. 
and someone else kills himself and uh like Jim and Jim and Gene are probably the only ones who can successfully get um justice or conse- like like get Barry to actually feel the consequences of his actions and that's probably because they don't actually take personal revenge kind of like in that story um they're probably the only ones who attempt to like give him justice as opposed to revenge by trying to get him, you know, they have the whole sting operation, get him yeah. arrested. The funny thing about that sting operation is like, if Barry just, cause I think he feels like then and then after Albert leaves, cause like he literally dropped down on the floor and was squealing. And it's sort of like, it's like, a, he's like being rebaptized. He's been like born again. It's like a new start for him now. And you think like, okay, it's a new start. Maybe he's going to start changing. Mm. he's gonna become a better person now then he's like no he's gonna kill janice's dad and you're like i think but at the end of the day it's more like i kind of get it from the sense of in that moment he thinks he's gonna die and Mm. he thinks he's going to hell and Mm. he's afraid of that because remember whatever he saw in like that loud metal he was terrified of whatever he thought he saw yeah um and he, he basically alluded at that to sally he's like i know where i'm going and i don't want you to go there too um lol yeah, but ultimately, while he's trying to fix his life, he finds out there's just one more thing he has to do. And I love that the episode is called Starting Now because of that. Because every single time Barry says, I'm a good person, starting now, you find out there's just something else he still has to do. And this was another example. He's finally, like, Albert, for all intents and purposes throughout the season, you get the impression that Albert might be the person to take him down until you meet Jim. And then yeah. Albert just lets him go. So you're like, how why the funny thing is, like he said like the same thing after he killed janice the cop he literally said because i think he, he killed her in the woods then yeah. got back to bed with sally and said this is like the start of our new life or something like that so starting, yeah? i think it's one of those things where you keep on watching him go through the same cycle and he's not actually changing yeah it's sort of repeating the same patterns over and over and over again which is sort of why i asked you the question at the start about like are we rooting for Barry? Initially, we were rooting for no, Barry. That doesn't know anymore. <laughs> Initially, I was rooting for Barry. Then you sort of see the patterns repeat itself. And you're like, mm, this guy is not a very good person. Which yeah. sort of leads us to the end. The final sort of like five, six minutes. The whole setup. There, that, I, you know, I feel so bad for him. Because I, I don't know. Gene genuinely got Barry in that moment. But he got me too. He got Marie. Did he, um, man, the whole camera like, from the pan from Barry to Gene and the look on Gene's face where it was like, yeah. But this is what I mean, because you asked me, like, forgiveness. So, because from there, it's clear. Like, I was going to ask, like, do you feel like Gene at any point this season forgave Barry? And I think when you turn back, when, when the camera pans and you see Gene and he's almost smiling, you're thinking, the fuck? Like, I think, I think he did, but that's what i'm not sure of i think he did or do you feel like he he was just i'm just gonna avoid barry i think it was the kind of thing where so obviously at first he's scared of barry barry has made it clear barry's gonna kill him and then he's trying to run away from barry even if barry is you know holding him hostage and like you will accept my like you will accept my repentance and you will give me redemption like if it's the last thing you do (laughs) and He's trying to run away. And then at some point he just sees, I don't, I don't, what was it episode four or five? I can't remember what it was that he just kind of looked around and he just saw actually, well, he's making my life easier. And 
maybe everyone does deserve second chances because that's a strong theme in season one, two, and three. It's second chances. Who deserves a second chance and what does that actually mean? So, like, I couldn't really figure out if he had actually at that point forgiven Barry and tried to start just, or at least just tried to move on and make the most of what Barry had now created for him. Or if he had just said, you know what, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. my life is being fixed and kind of like, in a sense, being corrupted by the new success he's having, knowing that, like, if he goes against Barry now, he kind of has to lose that because not only is he, yeah. yeah not only is he fixing his own life, he's now making amends with other people as well. There's now Annie involved. Like he's, you know, he's making money for Annie. He's yeah. doing all these things. And it's like, now I have like, and he's, he's sort of going through his own sort of a uh, kind of redemption where he's, I mean, he literally destroyed this woman's life ages ago. So he need, he feels like he needs to make it up to her. Yeah. And I mean, I think that was good. That was sort of like really well done and well set up. And yeah, I think there's like, just this overall theme of you know second chances like you said and forgiveness mm-hmm. and but even then that forced redemption you mentioned it wasn't something i thought about before coming on the podcast but that that shows itself up there again because gene goes to dinner he apologizes and expects forgiveness but like annie is like well what's your story going to do to me for taking 20 years out of my <laughs> career <laughs> 20 years man Oof, that is mm, so like this is where he starts in by giving all the money from his show to her. It starts mm-hmm. in there. But if he loses that show, then all of a sudden he can't really, like, he can't, he can't help Annie anymore. So yeah, from his perspective, yeah. he's probably thinking, I do have to protect Barry. And again, this, this is why this show is so incredible. Like, they're so careful with the, the words they choose. Like, it's not, oh, why are you covering, like, why are you protecting Barry? Mm-hmm. do you love it's like he starts with did you do you love and he, he didn't say did you love janice do you love janice i.e yeah. do you still love her right in this moment because if you love her then why the hell are you protecting the man who killed her mm-hmm. and it sort of beat that drum really well and like why are you protecting this guy what is going on here why are we protecting this guy and i'm sort of interested to see sort of you know the next season or the season after that because i think i was listening to podcasts Hader on it and he said like he didn't really know like this season wasn't like planned he didn't know like what would happen now mm. so it's not like they're four minutes as they're going but it's more like everything hasn't been well he knew it'll end like this but he wasn't sure of the journey on how it'll get here and everything and i think they don't really know mm. how you know if it's like two more seasons they don't know what's going to happen in season five so they're sort oh, of there's two I don't know if it's two or three. Uh, I wasn't even sure. I thought maybe, maybe even season four might be because, like, we're getting to like so the consequences are so they're ripe. In fact, they've caught up with him now. So, like, I mean, I mean, to be fair, like, if this was a season finale, like, it was. Yeah. If I'm sorry, if this was like a series finale, oh, like, I mean, they, oh. they did wrap up a lot of storylines. They did wrap a lot of story, but I mean, this would be a decent place, but like. It would be one of those endings where it's like you know, people are always arguing about what There'll happens be next. Still a lot of yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah, I guess like you know Barry going to jail. What happens next? Fugue's going Barry to jail. Actually go to jail though? Does Barry actually go to jail? Does Fugue actually go to jail? Um, no, Hank. What the fuck happens with this situation? Mm-hmm. Where's Sally, Sally going now? Sally like, does she miss avocados in LA? Does she come back? You know, so just it's. I mean, there, it, it was like a little you know one rap and you know, you might need three wraps for the whole box to, to be actually fully wrapped. So 
I guess it'll be interesting to see where they go with everything. Uh, I think they've already started like working on season four. So oh yeah, there uh, is it. What month are we? We're in June. I don't know which mm. month they're starting production, but like I think it's this month or it was last month. Something like, like that, yeah. I think they said they're going to start production and filming on season four soon. So hopefully we should get um, Barry season four um, next year. I hope so. And we'll I can't wait come. three years again. Good day. <laughs> you know, now. like I did not remember anything. Or I, I mean, it started coming back, but like I was reading, somebody was talking about Esther. Like who the hell is Esther? Then I remembered, oh my days, yeah, the Burm- like, there's there's a whole other third gang that I completely forgot about. <laughs> yeah, was it like, where are they from? Uh, the Burmese gang, I think. Burmese, there we go. That's, that's the, wasn't that the one that like stabbed a hand? I don't even remember. Was, so many details. Did, like, of a knife thing. You know what, that, sort of chick where you sort oh, yeah. of stab a knife between your fingers and everything and that's what Hank was expecting and she just used the knife and just bang <laughs> and she was like laughing about it which is yeah I mean that's as dark you know as you can get for comedy like even the fact that Albert even bringing back Albert specifically being the guy that Barry saved the one example that Barry is a good person even if he's not mm-hmm. bringing him back in the way that he did that's really good storytelling I guess you say like he saved Barry. Yeah, because Barry said, told that story before. Yeah, Barry saved him. Would you say Albert saved Barry now? He sort of returned the favor. I think he tried to because in that moment, he had him dead to rights. He's burying a body. <laughs> he doesn't even, like, even if, like, he didn't kill, like, even if Barry somehow proves he didn't kill, the fact is he's burying a body with no explanation. Yeah, it's, it's very clear, like, it's stuff, not even, yeah. like, it's not a regular funeral. Um, He's an <laughs> FBI agent. He <laughs> has, you know, he's armed. He, like, at, and it's not like he's, you know, some random guy trying to get revenge as well, like some of the other people. Like, this is someone that you genuinely believe. If he wants to take out Barry right now, he will. Yeah. But he lets him off and says, Barry, this has to stop. Starting now. And when he says starting now, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, starting now and... You just know, yeah, that's a good point, actually. He technically, because at that point, Barry's fucked, but he lets Barry walk. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Barry walks right into another trap, which, again, is I, I, that's why I feel bad for him, because I do not think it's his fault. Because when Gene called, I genuinely thought Gene had, like, Gene was about to kill himself because, like, Jim got, because I said, Jim, when Gene called, Yeah, I mean, shows him... Yeah, yeah. I thought I, Jim I thought got to Jim well, yeah. because they t- they made a big deal about Jim convincing people to kill themselves. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh damn, like Gene, no. And then they're like, oh, Gene's gonna. Like, it did not occur to me at all that Gene was setting Barry up. I did not see that coming. Which is I so didn't see that coming as well. I think that look on his face was just like he when the broken. camera just sort of panned him, and it was just like, you got you got us all, Gene. Fair play to you, you got us all. But um, yeah, man. Barry, thanks, thanks to Bill Hader, thanks to HBO for giving us a uh, just brilliant piece of art. Thank Honestly. you, Jerry, for coming through on short notice. <laughs> no, honestly, always, if you, I would, like, you, you could call me, you could call me literally now and say, let's talk about Barry in an hour. I'm, I'm up for it. I love the show so much. So good, man. It's so good. Thanks for coming through, man. No problem. And, uh, and talking about Barry. Yeah, you guys. Please rate, review, subscribe, YouTube channel, Spotify. But um, yeah, I think we'll be sort of back next week talking about something smart or probably another MC show. <laughs> Shout out to my co-host, Banky, Ibuka, Shinidu. Um, you guys should rate, review, subscribe again. And um, I guess we'll see you guys next week when we 
have a very special Sydney Cine on for a nice exclusive interview. But uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. Cheers for All listening. Right, guys. Bye bye.